Well, this evening we'll take up this study again in the book of Luke chapter 11. We started this several weeks ago, and maybe even months, and we've kind of been hit and miss on it. We've had some things come up and been away, and the Bible conference and different things. So on the Lord's uh, example prayer, when they asked the Lord after he prayed, they said, uh, teach us how to pray. So the Lord gives an example prayer, and uh, I think there's many things in it uh, uh, that is helpful to us, that teaches us many things, and I, I believe we've covered kind of about everything else that we wanted to cover right now, so this, I believe, will be our last lesson uh, uh, on this. But let me read the first four verses of Luke chapter 11. It's also recorded in Matthew. And actually, we might go back in Matthew for one portion of it. And it came to pass, as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. And he said unto them, When you pray, say, Our Father, who art in heaven. And I don't want to go over everything we've studied, but I just, this, this first part to me is, is very important. It was uh, a great day whenever I saw this. As I stated, typically before they had looked at God as just God, the God of Abraham, God the Creator. And nothing wrong with that. The Most High God, the Almighty God, that we definitely want to see in that way. But they typically, in, in the Old Testament, you'll find very many places where he's referred to as Father. So here he says, when you pray, pray our Father. And as we look at our earthly fathers who weren't perfect, but yet we look at, at uh, their love towards us, maybe was manifested in different ways, or not manifested in the ways we would prefer, or maybe it was completely and totally. But we think of the Father protecting the children, loving the children. Before, Cindy, whenever I thought of God, I was terrified. I mentioned before, I went to find some place to hide and realized pretty quickly there's no place to hide, but I was terrified. But then after the Lord brought me to this body as an adult, I began to see, yeah, he's, he's God, he's almighty God. Uh, omnipotent, omniscient, sees everything everywhere, but then he's also my heavenly father. And to, to see that and realize that, it, it makes a, a, a big difference. So again, I don't want to review everything, but uh, can't pass that up. He said that when you pray, say, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. We studied that. Thy kingdom come. And he didn't say that he wasn't praying that the kingdom would come. He was stating the kingdom has come. Thy kingdom come. And uh, thy will be done as in heaven, so in earth. And, and we've talked about that many times and, and something that I try to get across to individuals as we talk to them. Thy will be done as in heaven, so on earth. This wasn't a request. This also was a statement. 
God's will is being, thy will be done as in heaven. We know his will. I ask people, God's will come and pass in heaven. Oh yes, everything's perfect in heaven. Thy will be done as in heaven, so in earth. So whenever I hear like I did on television this morning, God doesn't want this to happen, God doesn't want that to happen. Everything on earth is perfect, perfectly going according to God's plan. And then he says, a, a big thing to me in verse 3, give us, not praying just for self, not give me. It's okay to ask for things for ourselves, but give us day by day our daily bread. And I look at that as give us our daily need. And again, as, I, as we studied this, uh, well, been a few years ago, I guess, we studied this, and that, uh, that made a big difference in me. Give us day by day our daily bread, daily needs. And in verse 4, which will be uh, our text, and forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone that is indebted to us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. I'm not sure how I got this switched around, but we already talked about leading from temptation, living from evil. Uh, actually, related to another lesson we had been studying. But forgive us our sins. For we also forgive everyone that's indebted to us. Forgive? Let's just say forgiveness right now. But it says, For we also forgive everyone that's indebted to us. Do you? Have you? Should you? Can we? Matthew reads this a little different. Uh, not much, but I'm going to go read it. Matthew chapter 6. And uh, I'm just going to read verse 12. And forgive, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. I, I'm not going to try to get into what exactly is this forgiveness. Is it debts? Is it sins? Is it trespasses against us? I, I think we I think we can just lump it all. <laughs> And Lord, forgive us. And again, this is the Lord's example prayer to his disciples then and to you and I today. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debts. How do you forgive? How do we forgive? He said, well, you just, you just forgive. Well, uh, I think we can see more of a reason to forgive. You say, well, it would depend on... No, it, actually it doesn't depend on. And I think we'll see it. And we'll, we'll take a few steps getting closer that will that we'll 
by God's grace, calls us to forgive us. But, ask a question here. I love asking, well, when I study, I ask myself questions, so I certainly enjoy asking you questions. <laughs> In verse 12, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. So, what the Lord says is the way you're to pray, Lord, you forgive me the way that I'm forgiving others. How does that sit with you? Are you okay? Are you forgiving others in a manner that you're okay for the Lord to forgive you in the same manner? If I think about for a minute just on an earthly uh, plane, that made me pretty nervous. He's going to forgive me the way that I'm forgiving others. How does that set for you? Think of your lives, things that's happened. Think of things that people have done to you. I'm not going to get into specifics. We can be looking at spiritual things, brothers and sisters, uh, or what I, I'm not. I don't think we need to get into that. Just think for a moment. People or individuals that's done things to you. I don't know your level of forgiveness or whatever, but are you okay with the Lord forgiving you the same way? May I say, I, I, can't, I can never forgive him for this. Then, what kind of position does that put us in? Now, am I saying forgiveness is the base of your salvation? No, we'll get into it, and I think it'll make more sense. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. How are you forgiving those that have trespassed against you? Are you okay with being forgiven the same way? There was, I'm not going to give you names, so I'm not divulging anything. Talking to a young lady from several years ago now, and uh, I didn't know it. She was, she wanted to talk to me. She was, her life was just not good. She's doing a lot of things and, and just had big problems dealing with things and it was affecting her life. So she told me uh, some things that her dad had done to her that was uh, terrible. And it was, human think it was ruining this person's life. I mean, they was, uh, they were drinking, I mean, drinking. They were intoxicated. It affecting the work, it affected their life, it affecting the marriage. It was this event that happened, terrible event that happened. And this was years later, um, probably 30 years later, that they was talking to me. And it was just eating them up, 
It would just destroy and destroy their life. And I said, and now the father's dead now. Father passed away. But it's still just destroying her life, her work, her marriage. Uh, and we, we talked, and, and uh, of course, I did suggest some support groups and things like that on an earthly plane. I said, but you know, really, to, to get released from this, we had to find a way to forgive. I know I've read some books about the stress and things like that, and this is, has nothing to do with scripture. Uh, but an individual, they were having problems at work, they were talking, I guess, to their counselor. And maybe this is a book that can't, uh, but anyway, they said, uh, I said, oh, I said, this is uh, terrible. So I went home over the weekend and, and had this. I don't know if they had a fight with the boss or they hated the boss and the boss did this and went home and, and uh, at the dinner table, my husband and I were talking about it and, and, and arguing and things like that and everything and talking about all these things that her boss, how it was affecting her through her life and everything. And uh, he said, well, you must, you must really love this person. No, I hate him. You must really like him. You invited him to your house for the weekend? Not physically, but took him home with her at the dinner table and everything else through the weekend. So you must really like him. You brought him home with you and everything. So it was kind of ruining her life. So this individual I was telling you about, this event that happened, it was a big event, not just the thing with the boss. It, it was ruining her life. In every area, and at these years, it was even getting worse. And uh, again, I suggested support groups and tried to find uh, some for her. I said, but really, you have to find a way to forgive. Now, I only see one way, and that's the way we're talking about tonight. I can't just. I can't, and I didn't just tell this person, well, you just forgive. It's not, that's not that easy. But how do we forgive? I mean, for what reason do we forgive? Can we just say, well, okay, I, I forgive. Do we really? I had someone bring up something to me not too long ago. Uh, a little tiny event, and there was something upset this individual. And... Uh, they brought up something that happened about 30 years ago. Actually, I don't think it even happened, but nevertheless, I certainly hadn't been forgiven for what they uh, said or whatever. Uh, so, forgive uh, your, uh, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. So those that have, have uh, transgressed against you, have you forgiven them at a level if you're satisfied, the Lord forgives you the same way. A little bit scary. But, so how do we forgive? Is there a uh, secret? Well, kind of. I can't just say, well, I'll say how to forgive. You just forgive. You just do it. Well, that, I never did like things like that, and I don't want to leave you with things like that. There's a, I, I think, a concrete reason that would cause us all. Oh, yeah. 
with the examples of it. Uh, so, okay, let me, again, we'll work our way slowly there. We'll take baby steps, as I say, and work our way slowly there. Matthew 7, and uh, the first two verses here. Judge not, that you be not judged. For with what judgment you judge, you shall be judged. And with what measure you measure, it shall be measured to you again. So this is kind of saying the same thing, isn't it? If someone has trespassed against us, we come a judgment upon them. So this says, no, judge not. And again, there's a really clear reason why, but we'll hopefully I'll that'll be a little bit of suspense for a while. I'm not any brother off by any means, but I used to like it to start out the question and keep me in suspense, see the whole thing at the end, it kind of opened up. So hopefully we can open up a little bit at some point in time. For with what judge we judge, you shall be judged. Again, does that make you feel uncomfortable? Judging people? And can we judge the same way? Well, as we get through, uh, I think we can say the answer is yes, most definitely. I'm okay with being judged how I'm judging. And I'm okay with being forgiven the way I'm forgiven. So let's see if we can get there. Uh, I think we'll, we'll look at some clues first. Uh, Luke uh, chapter 6. So I think uh, uh, forgiveness and judgment or lack thereof is kind of, you know, kind of like the same thing, isn't it? If, if we're not judging, uh, then we're kind of forgiving in that sense. So I think as we look at judgment and, or lack of and forgiveness, it's kind of about the same thing. Uh, Luke chapter 6 and verse 27. But I say unto you that here love your enemies. Do good to them that hate you. Uh that's the instructions. And the same thing, so uh, love your enemy. So, I, I, again, if we take this, and it says judge not, or forgive, then I think we can see this all goes together. Love your enemy. Do good to them that hate you. I, I think all these, the, the judgment or lack thereof, the forgiveness, and the loving your enemies, I think it's all the same thing, or at least very closely related. Verse 28, bless them that curse you, pray for them who despitefully use you. Uh, I think we talked about Job this morning, maybe last Sunday morning as well, I'm not sure, but it says, Bless them that curse you and pray for them who despitefully use you. We talked about Job, and this morning we talked about Satan and what he did, or Satan as a tool doing what he did. 
And then if you study through the middle of that, uh, Job, he went through these things, his ups and downs, and, and he remember he's miserable, he's sitting there in a pile of ashes with a piece of pottery scraping those bulls and things off of him. His friends come, his, can I say friends with air quotes maybe? His friends came, well the Bible says his friends came. But Terry, it wasn't kind of what we want to hear. You want your friends to come say, oh, you know, it'll be okay. Anything I can do for you? Or Sheldon would say on a big bang theory, can I get you a hot beverage? I think he says. So that's what we expect. Friends coming everything. But his friends come and says something like, listen, this, this God you've been preaching us, that can't be true. He's mad at you because a, right, he, a righteous man he wouldn't make a righteous man suffer the way you're suffering. Things that happen to you wouldn't be happening to you if you was righteous. If the God you was preaching was true, this wouldn't be happening to you. And they were saying about the same thing his wife said. His wife said, well, <laughs> you made God mad, just go ahead and curse him and die. So his friend was saying about the same thing. He said, Job, you know, you, you've been teaching about this God. We've heard you preach and we've heard you teach about it. But according to this, you're all wrong. The sovereign God you've been teaching us, preaching about, is not true, or this would be happening to you. So, they, uh, so Job then, did he forgive him? And yet, and we, and I won't go read because we read this morning, but the last part of the book of Job in the last chapter said, and he prayed for his friends. Now Job was still had all the bulls and everything at this time. Lost everything, had all the bulls and everything. And he prayed to his friends that come and said, oh, you're all wrong and everything. Of course, Job said, hey, I know my doctor's pure. But they still said, no, it's not. So these were enemies instead of friends. But Job forgive them? Said he prayed for them. I think certainly to pray for somebody we, we had to forgive them, didn't we? So no doubt he forgave his, but, but he prayed for his friends. It doesn't say what he prayed, but in my mind I'm sure he, he prayed, Lord, open your eyes. Let him see you are the true God. Let him see that my doctrine was pure. Let him see that I was teaching the truth. Uh, let them see you. I have no doubt that's what he was praying to God for. And then this maybe doesn't have anything to do with the lesson, but I don't think it's just a coincidence. After he forgave his friend, after he prayed for his friends, what happened? Immediately, he was freed from that bondage of these bulls and everything that he had. All these bulls and his health and everything. And then what happened that? Then all friends, the true friends, the family come in. Job had more than he ever had before. After he prayed for it. But, again, don't you see forgiveness there? Had to forgive him to, to pray for it. So, again, we're taking baby steps to try to get to our point. Uh, in the see Luke chapter six, and we yeah we already started with it. Verse twenty eight. I forgot where that. Now 
uh, verse 29. And to him that smiteth thee on one cheek, all for the other. And him that taketh away thy cloak, forbid not to take thy coat also. Again, we're taking baby steps to our key to understanding. Give to every man that asketh of thee, and of him that taketh away thy goods, ask them not again. And as ye would that men should do to you, do ye also unto them. I think they call that the golden rule, the world calls that. Not a bad rule. But as ye would that men should do to you, do also to them. For if ye love them who love you, what thanks have you? For sinners also love those who love them. And if ye do good to them that good do good to you, what thanks have ye? For sinners also do the same. Now Job was doing good by praying for these ones that had not done good to him. Just the opposite. Uh, 34. And he lend to them whom you hope to receive, what thanks have you for sinners also lend to sinners who receive uh, as much again. But love your enemies. Again, if you're an enemy, there's a transgression against you of some type. We're not going to get into specifics on that either. Love your enemies. Uh, we can just forgive them. But love your enemies. And, uh, and do good. Lend hoping for nothing again. Job, whenever he prayed for his friends, he wasn't hoping for anything. He wasn't bargaining with God. God, I'll pray for him if you'll take this away. There was nothing like it. He just, he had forgiven them. He prayed for them. And immediately he was released from that uh, bondage he was in. Uh, but love your enemies, do good, and lend hoping for nothing again, and your reward shall be great, and you shall be the sons of the highest. Now, that doesn't make you sons. That doesn't make you children. That's signs that you are. Or that's a sign that you are. Shall be the sons of the highest, for he is kind and to the unthankful, and to the evil. So here, I, I think, again, another step tells us about forgiveness. Stuff. Again, I'm not going to talk about what specific thing. I just don't want to get into that portion of it, but we want to find out how we can forgive. Job forgave his so-called friends, and he prayed for them. It turns out his reward was great from that as well. But this says, uh, verse uh, 35, For he is kind to the unthankful and to the evil. So is God kind to the evil? Well, looking in history of the scriptures, of the age of the churches. I don't see anyone more evil than Saul of Tarsus. He, he was like a, a blood, bloodhound. He would track these people down that was following his Jesus. And he was thinking, hey, we crucified the head of this cult. 
Now we got to stamp out the rest of it. And he would track them down. And he had authority to do it. He got authority to do it. And he'd track them down. And then he'd get them, he'd get them put in, in prison. Get them put in bondage. Get them stoned and killed. I think he was the greatest enemy that the church had. This says, He is kind unto the unthankful and to the evil. Was it kind to Saul of Tarsus? Oh, yeah, he converted him, opened his eyes, looked as a, as a servant, as a tool of what he uh, used him to, to, through the Holy Spirit, to teach us. So, yeah, he was kind to him, did he? <laughs> when the Lord struck him down, he said, who art thou, Lord? And he said, I'm Jesus who thou persecutest. Did Jesus forgive him? <laughs> yeah. So, he says, as, uh, as you forgive others, you'll be forgiven. So how, how, how is that? Uh, and then, so verse 36. Be ye therefore merciful. As your Father also is merciful. Mercy, if we look at some of the definitions, really is a lighter judgment than a law would command. Now, we are fallen sinners in Adam. A true judgment will be eternal suffering in the lake of fire. And I believe there is a lake of fire, and I believe Satan will be there, and he'll have lots of company. <clears throat> But the Father has mercy, a lighter judgment than a law would command. In fact, I have no judgment at all. It's all put on Christ. But mercy. So if we look at, don't judge others. Okay, have mercy. Forgive. Again, there's got to be a way to do it, though. I can't just say, Bill, you better forgive this person, and you, you better do it, and the time you come back in next Sunday, I, I want you to forgive them. I couldn't just do it that way. But there's a key. Uh, so, verse 36 talks about mercy. Be therefore merciful, as your Father also is merciful. Judge not, and you shall not be judged. Condemn not, and you shall not be condemned, forgive, and you shall be forgiven. This is real, folks. This is scary. How do we how do we go with this? Uh, so don't judge others. And again, I'm not going to get into specifics about what for and and uh, in your spiritual walk or your physical walk. I, I just don't want to get into that right now. But well, we talked about judgment. Uh, doesn't it say first cast the beam out of your eye before you uh, look at another? Romans says, all have sinned come short of the glory of God. How can I point to another individual? Oh, you're a terrible thing. I'm a sinner. All have sinned come short of the glory of God, but how can I judge someone else? Okay, uh, let's move to some more scriptures that gets us closer to make it clear 
how we can forgive. Is it important we forgive? Well, it says, uh, forgive us as we've forgiven others. It's a good lesson here for us, though. It may, it may sound a little fleshy so far, but I think we'll see uh, how the method, the reason that we can, should forgive. Uh, so, as I look at, uh, let's see. Okay, something that I need to work on. I'll give you a half confession here. I told you about this individual that uh, got a little upset over me or something that uh, uh, they were not justified in it. And all of a sudden they brought up something that happened 20 or 30 years ago, and uh, which didn't happen, at least in the manner that they said. So certainly they hadn't forgiven me, so how can I forgive them? I mean, I could say we I forgave them, but you know, we can say those words, but, but did we? Maybe this person's not that forgiven me, but bring it up after 20 or 30 years, clearly, you know, they hadn't. So, I, I guess I need to work on this same thing that I just mentioned. How, how can I forgive them? Truly forgive them. I say, hey, they was wrong. They were, they were wrong for a while they got upset. And certainly for what happened 20 or 30 years ago, it's incorrect. It's wrong. How can I forgive them? Well, I'm virtually in love. I read a lot, quote a lot. This morning, as I mentioned, on a stone out in front of a building, Romans 8, 28. And uh, I, I remember Debbie out in the old building and, and uh, talking about, uh, also talking about, you know, stone and what do we want to put on it. And I wasn't going to say anything, but it wasn't long before Romans 8, 28 became one of my, one of my favorite scriptures. We know that all things work together for good to them who love God, to them are called for your purpose. So, what this individual said to me, having not forgiven me, it's going to work together for good. Could it have happened any other way? And by the way, I suggest when we walk in next Sunday morning or whatever, you best time to look. I'm going to take 28. So, again, I, and I hadn't even thought about using this for an illustration. So this person that uh, uh, got upset at me for wrong reason and hadn't forgiven me for something that happened 20, 30 years ago, which wasn't the way that they Remembered it. How do I forgive them? How can I be and say, well, this is that, that was pretty mean, and I'm not going to divulge any more than that, but uh, you can say that. How is, if you knew, you'd say that, that's pretty mean. I've had some other things, but I, I don't. Uh, well, how. 
หาผ้าคนเดียว You're familiar with it. Sometimes I just like looking at it and touching it. Isaiah 46 and 10. Declaring the end from the beginning, from ancient times there are things not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure. So what this individual said to me was declared from before the foundation of the world. Because this person has done Anything differently? And the answer no. Bill, you're right. Could not have done anything differently because God already declared from the beginning. We won't go to Brother Daniel, but Nebuchadnezzar there says that, and of course we read also in a different place that said. Uh, That this God, this Most High, that He rules in the army of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. I saw where some people want to take the word sovereign out of the book, and he, He's a sovereign. Uh, but He rules in the army of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. This person had to say this to me. Had to. It's according to God's plan. Pharaoh, Pharaoh, Pharaoh. When uh, uh, Moses and the children of Israel was, was in bondage down there, he said, "Moses, I'm going to use you to lead the children of Israel out." And he said, "You go tell Pharaoh to let my people go." And, and I love it. I'd like to see this somehow reflected in a movie. So. Moses starts, okay, I'm going to go tell Pharaoh, let your people go. And he's got his staff and everything, which you don't think he has that time. Anyway, he probably did have one. And God says, well, wait a minute. Before you go, I'm going to harden his heart. He's not going to let him go. Could Pharaoh do anything else? He couldn't do anything else. God, and every time there was the ten plagues, and, and plague would happen, okay, go on, get out of here. And then they go, no, 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 I've changed my mind. No, you can't go. I won't let you go. We know the last one is the one that was in the Lord's plan. But Pharaoh couldn't do anything different. Could, could not do anything different. Neither this person said this to me. They couldn't have done anything any different. Had to be that way. Because he rules in the army of heaven and by the heavens of the earth. Psalms 135 says, Whatsoever the Lord pleased, that did He. It pleased the Lord to have this person say these things to me. They couldn't do anything different. Is it going to work out good? Of course. Maybe part of it is to help me with this lesson tonight. How can I? Had I completely forgiven this person after that? I don't know. Now to think about it, uh, this is going to help me. Uh, so how do we how do we forgive again? Pharaoh couldn't do anything different. This person couldn't do anything different. Uh, oh, I, I think a good one is uh, Joseph and his son, or no, Joseph and his brother. Boy, did they trespass against him. He was loved the father. Remember the coat of many colors and everything. And uh, they were going to kill him, and one of them, I can't remember, one of them said, "Oh, let's 
cast him in a pit here. Then they sold him into slavery. He ended up down in, in Egypt, ended up in prison and everything. And his brothers did this to him. Boy, be hard to forgive. Be hard to forgive. Chuck, if you did something that wasn't just, got me cast in prison, I don't know. I wouldn't want to see you the first day I got out of that old place. Could I forgive? Well, I'm being a little facetious here. But, did Joseph forgive his brethren? And the answer is yes, but how did he do it? What was the key? What was said? You remember, uh, or you remember the different times they, they come to him, he knew who he was, they didn't know him at first, and because the seven years of plenty and the seven years of famine, there wasn't any grain uh, where the Israelites were at, and Joseph's family, they were all going to start to death, so they came to Joseph and everything, who by the, this time was out of prison, second in command of Pharaoh himself. And so whenever he Joseph revealed himself to his brethren. They were terrified. Oh, he's going to be off of our heads. Then he could have. He's second in command. He could have. He could have. But what was it? What was it that Joseph knew that caused him to be able to forgive them and not off of their heads? What was it that he knew? He said, and we've studied a lot, and I think we went around this little bit of Sunday morning, and maybe again next Sunday morning. But he says, you meant for evil, but God meant for good. <coughs> they could not have done anything else, and didn't work out for good to save the whole nation of Israel from starvation. So, how did Joseph forgive his brother? And that's a pretty big trespass. So, I mean, this... Uh, 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 pit, sell me into slavery, end up in prison. That's a pretty big trespass for something. And he hadn't done anything. Joseph hadn't done anything wrong to deserve that. But he says, yeah, he meant for evil. But God meant for good. God, God sent me here before you to preserve life. So Joseph was made to know that they was the tool in God's hand to bring this to pass. <coughs> he couldn't be mad. That, and that, let me just say this. That's how we forgive. That's how we forgive. To me, I think, I think it's the only true way to forgive. Uh, oh, well, maybe, I don't believe it's a childish thing. But, uh, so, this individual that said these things and, and so forth that hadn't forgiven me, how can I forgive? This was wrong. It was wrong in more than one count. But then maybe they meant for evil, but God meant for good. They could, they could not have done anything else. That's how we forgive. It's all part of God's plan. It's all working together for good. Whatever happens in our life, whatever label we put on it, I think that's true forgiveness. So we can forgive those that have trespassed against us. And the answer is 
This is all part of God's plan. God didn't mess up. This is God's plan. Working together is good. And that, and again, I, I guess I didn't know it, didn't think of time. This lesson was for me tonight. Now, I can let this go. Because every once in a while, I kind of come back to it. But I can let it go. They could have done anything different. May the Lord bless the people of the world. Thank you.